Marketing, entrepreneurship, and all things small business. You're listening to the Profit 911 Podcast. Now, here's your host, Justin Miller. Well, we're back. The uh, end of the world hasn't occurred yet. It's coming. Yeah, it's been close a couple of times. I think we're probably doing well at this point. Um, But here impart some more wisdom into growing your business. And uh, this is kind of one of the first things I would tell any business owner to get in play. And we're going to talk about client newsletters, which sounds sounds like it could be boring. But uh, (laughs) I've done this for, oh, man. 20 years? I, I think I've used them You've myself. used them a long time. Yeah, you really have. And I think the typical business owner, even when the first time you talked to me about it, I'm like, eyes glossed over. And I'm yeah, like, it, doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't sound sexy at all. No. Um, but it does make a huge difference. And it's pretty cost effective. Um, and I can remember. Now, we're talking like physical print newsletters here, not email newsletters. Now, they serve a purpose too, but I'm talking about paper in the mail. And, and I remember when we first started these, you know, I printed them off my laser printer. And I think we, I think we had about 300 people on the list when I started. But we printed them off. We folded them. We stuffed them in envelopes. We sealed the envelopes. And it wasn't a lot of fun. <laughs> no, the, the manual labor part of that does not seem fun. Yeah. Now, now the ultimate irony is, you know, my company Profit 911 does that for a living now. But uh <laughs> We have some machinery that helps us. So it's, it's not, not all by <laughs> hands. No, not anymore. Uh, yeah, we, we need a lot of hands in here. But really, newsletters are like one of the best overall media to, first off, solidify relationships with current customers. So there's a couple of things that, that we use newsletters for. One is making sure our current clients don't go anywhere else. Number two is making sure they refer. And number three, we can put some people on there that we think may refer or have the ability to refer like uh, influencers in whatever industry we're in. But the reason why newsletters work, and a lot of this information I'm going to share, by the way, I didn't invent, uh, not even when I started my first one. uh, So I'll give credit where credit's due. Uh, A lot of this comes out of an old Bill Glazer product, uh, Glazer Kennedy. um, Dave D contributed a lot. I heard him talk about this subject first, actually, uh, probably when I was about 15 years old at a conference in Orlando, Florida. What 15-year-old is, is like, <laughs> worrying about that kind of stuff? Yeah, I, you, well, evidently. I mean, I spoke at that conference when I was 16 then. I'm like, hey, I can talk here. Um, but the interesting thing about newsletters is they're kind of ser- perceived as, like, a, an actual publication, especially if they come on a timely schedule and you have issue numbers on there. And they're repetitive, you know, every month. Don't do, like, a quarterly newsletter. That's just – it's pointless. You really have to be there every month. And showing up – in a consistent manner over time, just it builds trust. Uh, it makes people think that you're a legitimate operation, which hopefully you are, of course, but what they think matters more than what you think. Um, and, and I did this in you know, the first company. When I was 14, yes, I, I bought a product at that event, an info product, and, and implemented and started sending newsletters. And very quickly, when I walked into job sites, uh, people would start mentioning the newsletter. Uh, they mentioned that they liked getting it or they liked doing a crossword in it. Um, if you're doing it right and you stop doing it, uh, they mentioned that, hey, what's up? Where's my newsletter? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it really helped to make us kind of the authority, uh, the big brand, because no one else was doing it. Um, now, if you're in an industry where there's some big players, there might be newsletters going out, but I doubt they're doing it right. They're, they're probably not going to follow the formula 
that we do here. Now, now, Kevin, you inherited like the newsletter templates and stuff. Do you? I, I want kind of you know first perceptions on the receiving end of a business to be owner. I guess. Yeah. It it was a lot of information. I was like, there's a lot here, and and initially I thought, well, how do I use this? What am I using it for? Who who am I sending this to? What, how much is it, do I get? I leave it all in here? Do I take some out? Do I? It, it was there's a lot of stuff there. Yeah, um, were you worried about the expense to continue? Initially, I'm like, why would? Yeah, this that's like, I, I initially added it to like it's just one more expense. Do I really? Do I need it? Do I have to have it? Yep. And and I everyone reevaluates. Can that I over trim time that? Too. Do I yeah. do I do I go larger? Do I go smaller? Do I eliminate it? Do I keep it? Yeah, maybe I can do a newsletter on a postcard. <laughs> that's right. I've, I've seen it. Uh, it's not what I'm recommending, but I have seen it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I've seen even you know, larger ones that look like magazines. We have one of those in play right now, but it's not an every month publication because that would be a full time job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, overall, the biggest reason is just showing up, and what's in it is nowhere near as important as the fact it goes out. Uh, hear me again. What's in it, for the most part, really doesn't matter for version one. It's just getting it in people's hands. Now we want to improve that over time and. You know, we've had to improve our own in-house newsletter for Profit 901 over time. But something is better than nothing. So you can use templates to get out the door. But um, bottom line is it, it sits on the desk. It takes up space. If you've done it right, there's interactive elements. Uh, people may or may not pass it along if there's something of interest. Um, but bottom line is it sits there and an email gets deleted. Uh now, when people first put this into play, they're thinking, ah, I'm going to spend you know, roughly a dollar a piece sending these things out. And they start doing the math. You know, if I spend 500 of them, oh, my goodness, that's around $500. And they send it for like one month, and they don't get any new clients or patients. And they stop. <laughs> because they think it's an advertisement. Mm-hmm. Uh, the newsletter is not like a typical advertisement. You can put an advertisement in there, but if the whole thing becomes you know, buy this, buy that, buy the other thing, you screwed this up majorly. <laughs> this is a get rich slow plan, as most direct mail is. Um, you, you really have to commit to, I'd say, a minimum six months, but more likely 12 months. Um, before you start seeing traction from it. Because a lot of it is being at the right place, right time. Now, if we're not, like, selling stuff, per se, and you know, we don't have a way to track immediate ROI, it's almost a branding play. Now, you know I hate, like, brand advertising, right? You do. I know. <laughs> yeah. I, I've inherited that from my mentors because um, it's expensive, now, this is kind of the one exception because it's nowhere near as expensive and, you know, I've seen it work. But it, it really is putting the brand out there, building that authority and trust and being in the right place when their current supplier screws up or can't take what they want or can't get it done in the right amount of time. And, and this is, you know, kind of foot in the door. Or maybe it's not even that. Maybe it's, you know, someone doesn't often get the chance to refer and might forget about you. Mm. Uh, and now... You know, showing up every month, you have a better chance of being on the desk when they have a chance to refer. Now, that's the case in event world a lot. This is the case in like long sales cycle stuff. 
you know, where someone might come into your world and four months later actually buy, your newsletter can help fill that gap a little bit. Um, but yeah, print versus e-newsletter. E-newsletter, by the way, you, you could send a PDF of your print one. I wouldn't, though. Maybe some teaser that references it. Send them over to that. Um, but let's talk about cost. So a, lot, a lot of people have, like, no idea what these things cost. So I already gave away, like, the approximate, yeah, about a buck a piece out the door. But, but what is it? What's a, what's a buck? Um, when I say newsletter, most commonly I'm referring to a four-page newsletter that is a self-mailer. Now, not everyone likes this format. Um, I think it's the best. It's, it's the good trade-off between cost-effective and impact. But a four-page self-mailer, you know, $1 to $2, depending upon whether you're just wanting that printed or you have someone creating it for you. Kevin, you ever tried to create, like, something like this from scratch? No. <laughs> <laughs> or any other ad that requires, like, more than a page of effort? Yes. <laughs> tell, me, it, tell me about that. How, was that a lot of fun? No, you eventually give up and bring someone in to do it for you, yeah. which, yeah, it just, there's a lot, it just takes a long time. Yeah, and I'll picture doing that every month on schedule, and you'll see why these things fail. Um, or why yeah. people don't even attempt to do it. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, they, they're a huge pain in the butt if you're starting from scratch. Now, you really have, like, three different possibilities for getting this thing out the door. Number one is you do build it from scratch, and then you either print it yourself and mail it, or at that point, you can hire a print shop to print it and mail it. By far the cheapest, because you're doing most of the work. Um, second one is to deal with someone uh, that sells templates. And then you get the template each month. You fill in your parts, and I don't know, 15, 30 minutes of effort later, it's ready to go, and you can either print it or ship it out to print. And then the third service is more a done-for-you type service where uh, you have a company that's going to hold your hand and maybe interview you. They're actually going to write your content for you uh, in your voice. And that's going to be the most expensive, obviously, uh, because there's the most amount of work to get it out the door. Um, my company operates either in the first two of those realms for most people. Either they create it themselves and they have people to do that, and we just print it and mail it for them. Uh, or we have templates we supply as well, which is really, really a shortcut. Um, frankly, if we didn't have templates, our own would not get out the door. <laughs> <laughs> and, and with that, every once in a while, there's still a month that doesn't get out the door. So it does happen. Uh, I wouldn't feel too bad about it. But, you know, I, I just buy some damn templates. And not necessarily for me. I don't care. But buy some templates. Now, your other options, just to let you know, so it doesn't have to be a four-page newsletter. If that sounds like just way too much burden, you know, you could do a one-page front and back. You could do an oversized postcard. I, I've seen it. Um, and, again, there's people that do even more. But I would suggest four-page being a good balance. You can always cheat and put a lot of graphics. Anyone that gets our Profit 901 newsletter, which, by the way, just email me if you want it. I'll add you to the list. Um, it, you'll see that content-wise, there's not a lot of writing in it. Um, there's more than some. There's less than others. But we've added a lot of graphical content to make it fun. We tried not to make it boring. We have mascots throughout. Um, and when we come back here from our quick little break, we'll talk about the content. What do you actually put in the newsletter? How do you get people to read the thing? How do you get them to enjoy it? And ultimately, you know, why is that important to getting them to pay, refer, 
Use your service more. We'll be right back. And now, now back to the Profit 911 podcast with your host, Justin Miller. We're back. We're talking client newsletters, print newsletters, why you should have one, what should be in it. So we talked a lot about the why, talked about how much to get it out the door, talked about different ways to do so. Now let's talk about like what's actually in this thing, because this is the mystery. If I tell you and, I, and then you buy into doing a newsletter, the immediate thing that will stump you first is what on, what on earth do I put in it to fill space? <laughs> um, the good news is you can put pretty much anything. Uh, but there are some critical factors. Number one, the newsletter cannot be boring. Like, if you just want to write about what you do for a living, you're done for. Mm-hmm. Um, so in my case, if the whole newsletter is about marketing, and nope, not going to get consumed. Kevin, in years, if the whole newsletter is about special events, yeah, not going to happen. If you're a dentist and the whole newsletter is about dental issues and how to prevent and overcome them, oh my, you're doing it wrong. So not boring, not all about what you do. Um, The rule I use is 70% entertainment, 30% information. What? I'm only going to use 30% to talk about what I do for a living? Um, Yes. So 70% entertainment, 30% information. Uh, We'll talk about what breaks down to that, but there also is one thing that cannot be missing. I guess you've, you've seen kind of what we put out. I'm trying to think as I'm visualizing um, your last one that I got. See, what he's not, he's not reading them. I get it. He doesn't have to though. <laughs> that's what I say. I re- well, that's the thing I read through. I always look for like feature client. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. So yeah. like a client of the month. Like to see who that is. Yeah. And I do, I, I look for the mask where the mascot's at. I tend to I tend to look for that because I want to see where he's at or, you know, if he's got something going on. Uh, that's funny because our main mascot's like a T Rex and uh, we, we hide him all kinds of spots. We, yeah, he's never in the same spot. That's I mean, it, it kind of makes it. You're right. It makes me want to open it to see where he's there, which it, it just underlines your point that it, if I just <laughs> opened it up and started reading about marketing, I probably wouldn't read all the way to page three. <laughs> yeah. So still haven't hit the one I'm talking about. I'm trying to think what else it would be. Um, I don't know. As I'm thinking, I'm just trying to visualize now what it would be. I don't know. All right, I'm going to give it away. So the number one is the article authored by the owner of the company talking about hopefully something in their personal life. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. No, I guess that's true. I read that too. So, even, though I, even though I usually know what that, I mean, yeah. I, I already know what that is, but yeah, that yeah, makes it's, sense. It, it's what makes it human. So, mm-hmm. you know, something you did last month, something about your family, something about a charity you're involved with, something that's not all business and people will get to know you from. So uh, we just did one for a client, uh, Campbell Medical Group is the name of the client, and uh, front page is pretty much all her article, and she was giving an update, and the one thing I can remember from it is she has a picture of her newborn daughter on there. So if I don't remember anything else from the newsletter. You know, she's a mom. Yeah. Doc, Dr. Ron got a little more human because mm-hmm. her baby is front and center on there. Um, I often will put pictures of places I've been in the past month. Not so much in the last year, of course, but in the future. Uh, you know, if you get a photo with a celebrity, that's awesome for putting on there. Even if you have to dig in the archives a little sure. bit to get one. Yeah. Um, 
and anything to do with family, anything like that. People eat that up because it's not fake. It's not an ad. It's humanizing. Uh, so any, any interest story, do, do not run a newsletter without that. Now, if you got to do it month one to get it out the door, great. But after that, <laughs> don't cheat. Get that article in there. Um, entertainment. So we got a lot of options for entertainment value to put in there. Uh, Kevin, you can give me some. You mentioned client of the month, but there's more interest. But there's some that strictly serves no purpose whatsoever except... Well, you mean like a crossword puzzle yeah, yeah, or so good, yeah. some other kind of game or thing that uh, challenges you a little bit? Yeah. Uh, actually, crossword's a good one to mention because it's interactive, right? So if you can get them to interact with the newsletter and actually physically touch and use it. So crosswords and Sudoku, uh, word search, be good for that. Uh, and it depends on your target a little bit, but not incredibly. Jokes. Mm-hmm. Steal some jokes off the internet. Yep. Uh, memes, if you don't care about potential copyright issues, which, eh, I really don't. Not for memes. Um, you do comics, if you can find comics that you can source. A- anything like that. And and that's good page filler stuff, too, so you don't have to write a ton of comics. Or content, sorry. Uh, horoscopes we've done in the past. I've, I've had a whole, whole column of horoscopes. Yeah. Some people like that, some don't. Uh, you mentioned client of the month. We have other customers that in their newsletters that we print, I see a lot of like new client photos, like a whole page mm. of, of new client pictures. And that's awesome. Uh, if you have that many, even better. Depends on what kind of business, what kind of flow you have, and whether or not you can get the pictures. But everyone's got a camera in their phone anymore. They can text them into you and you can get them in there. Um, welcoming new clients is a good section to have. Uh, obviously, you have to track them and put them in there, so that one's a little more work. You have to think ahead on it. Uh, you could do question and answer, yeah, and this would be more the informative area. Mm. But if you have a question someone asks over and over and over, just put it in there as a column one month. Um, and then when you're to the other 30%, which is just information, this doesn't have to be specific to your industry either. So in our current newsletter... I'm trying to think of the information columns, which are the ones that I write. <laughs> the others get inserted by staff. Um, but, but point being is they'll have just some interesting content. So I think we have like a fun facts section uh, or weird facts. Uh, lawyers could do those strange laws. Yeah. Um, that kind of blurs between information and uh, entertainment. But just general knowledge stuff, something that everyone could make use of. Recipes are really good for this. I, I've seen recipes. Um, I think what else we give a ton of articles so if you use our templates you actually get like 12 pages of articles and you can pick and choose which ones go in there uh, there's used to be a bunch about travel there's a, a bunch about health uh, regardless of if you're in the health field or not it's on people's minds um, but really the goal is to get it up to that four pages have it be entertaining have them uh, think you're a human being rather than just a nameless faceless business owner and get it out the door now, if you do that, you, you've done amazing, and you could probably stop there. Um, I would suggest after you've done that, or before, depending upon how you work, you know, you do bump up the graphic quality level a little bit. Um, people's BS meters are higher than they've ever been before. Yeah. <laughs> so you have a fine line to walk. We don't want this to look rinky-dink. Um, it should look like you actually spent time to put it together, and it should look personal, but I, I don't want it to look like it was drawn with a crayon. Um, at the same point, I don't want it to look like 
magazine stand, Rack Magazine. Okay. Uh, that looks like it went out to 100,000 people because then they don't feel important getting it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so walk that balance, make it fun, but uh, colorful. I, I guess we should mention that, color versus black and white. Um, I'm a fan of color at this point. I know a lot of people about a decade or so ago mentioned black and white because it seems more like you did it in your office. Well, guess what? Everyone's got color printers in their offices now, so we can still do color and, and get the same feel they were going for. Um, I like self-mailers, which means they're designed in such a way that we seal them shut with a, like a circle label. It's called a tab, and a stamp goes on there as opposed to an envelope. Um, this is, again, a branding piece, so the envelope to cover it up, eh, kind of pointless. You know, even if they just see it yeah. and throw it away. Sure. You know, well, we, it's easy. I, I mean, the ones I get, it's I know right away when I pick up out of the mailbox. I don't have to, like, open an envelope. Even though it might yeah. have your name on the envelope, I, it's a lot easier to start reading it when you can see it from the beginning. Yeah, and, and this isn't always the case. So, like, a, a sales letter, you know, I'm sure we've discussed in another episode or we will, Different philosophy. This is someone that already knows who you are, um, and it's a reinforcement piece that should be coming back to them again. Um, so I'm trying to think if there's anything we missed on that. I, I don't think we did. Um, I, I hope we did it justice. It might sound like a lot of work, but bottom line is just get something out the door consistently uh, is number one. You can cheat and buy templates. Um, yeah, I mean, they're cheap. There's a few sources for templates, uh, 100, 200 bucks a month, and it's 90% done for you. Um, we have always new client specials and offers for bundling up. If, if you've never done this and you want some help getting that first one out the door, happy to help you with that. Um, but we're going to cut it right here. So uh, that's client newsletters. If you start sending one or you already do, put me on your list. Uh, you can hop on to profit911.biz and grab our mailing address. I'd like to see it or send me a PDF and I will uh, give you some input. Um, but we're going to come back uh, next week with episode 23, and we're going to talk about being on the edge of glory. Can't Ooh. wait. Yeah, we're leaving it at that. See you okay. next week. Thanks for listening to the Profit 911 podcast. Be sure to subscribe and leave your comments. For more information on how Profit 911 Consulting can help grow your service business, visit Profit911.biz.